sunshine coming through my blinds, I'm living, but really though, it's never enough. Ten billion, that's a must. Living in California, everybody wanna visit for. A little basey. A little basey. So we're here on my so-called LA life, and uh, my name is Natalia, and this is my beautiful co-host uh, Eric Sanchez. Oh, he's a man. <laughs> Handsome, not beautiful. And this is a podcast dedicated to everything LA. So if you need a little survival guide or kit, like a like a LA Bear Girls, come listen to us. We'll we'll teach you how to how to maneuver around this crazy city. Yes, uh, I'm pretty sure that you are the LA LA Bear Girl. I am the LA Bear Girls. You just throw me into the wild and see how I survive with a pocket knife and two dollars. <laughs> yeah, a, a little more rugged than Bear Girls, to be honest. Uh, definitely more not, rugged. Uh, Appearance-wise, no, you definitely do not have a face for radio. But thank you. <laughs> LA, LA is a crazy place. Um, I was fortunate enough to be born and raised here, and. Uh, can, oh, I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> you can take that how you want to. Uh, but you, my dear, are a transplant. I am a transplant. I come from the beautiful island of Puerto Rico, which makes me another Latina in this beautiful, crazy city. But you it's don't a, have enough. Exactly. But a little bit different. I bring that island flavor. I don't bring that uh, tortilla flavors over here. Maybe some plantains. And, uh, I mean, this. I decided to start this podcast because after two and a half years of living here I'm like somebody needs to document this man it's like it needs to happen somebody needs to document it people need to listen hear it digest it soak it in and it's just it's just for everybody because just like everybody out there that moved here I feel the same way I feel like there's good days and there's bad days and I just don't know what to make of this crazy situation I don't think you're alone I def I'm definitely not alone. This is why I'm I'm putting it out there. So people kind of like, they feel like camaraderie. I can't even say that word. Camaraderie. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Two people I can't say this word. Camaraderie? Exactly. There we go. There we ding, go. Ding, 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 camaraderie. That's, I can't, yeah. That's well, my Puerto Ricanness. <laughs> I mean, for a person who just got here two and a half years ago, uh, I'm not sure if you heard it before, but this is the prime place to question your existence. <laughs> So you're in the perfect place because, you know, being from here, I think I came out of the womb going, why? Why? <laughs> so there you go. So if you ever feel any type of way about yourself or if you have any, if you any have any type of insecurities or failures that you want to like exude, please come to LA. Please come to LA and move here because... We're going to make sure that all of them come to light and we shine through it all. Because that's how I definitely feel. I feel like, why the hell did I move here? I'm about to like commit suicide every other day. But then I, there's some beauty in between that stops me from doing that. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel that way what, like when they first move here. And after living here for years, I know people that have been here for 12, 13 years and they're about to commit suicide and they're, sure. and they're questioning their existence and everything they know thanks to the city. So thank you, LA, for making me feel like the biggest piece of loser shit. <laughs> and here we are to tell you about it. 
And he, my so-called LA life. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I think the name of my podcast says it all. It's my so-called LA life. Because whatever it is that you see that's going on around LA, especially on Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook, Facebook or any yeah. social media, this is really not happening, people. These people are not having that much fun. <laughs> Let's hope not. If they are, I'm fucking pissed because I'm at the same party. Yeah, exactly. They're, they don't have that much money. Their face really doesn't look like that. It's all, That's a guarantee. It's all filters. But, but you know, there's, there's beauty in the whole thing. And how I describe LA is pretty much you wake up one day and you feel like, all right, it's going to be a great day. And you look up, and there's clear blue skies, and it's sun shiny, and it's kind of warm, so you're wearing your best shorts. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. <laughs> With your best Nike sneakers that you own, because it is LA. It is LA. And then you, your little crop top, and you do your hair, and you have the whole thing. And then you leave your studio apartment. <laughs> <laughs> your high-rise first floor studio apartment. Your high-rise first floor studio apartment, and then there's a bum taking a shit next to your car. And then you don't even know what to do at that point. You don't know if if to talk to the bum, give him a dollar, maybe give him food, maybe tell him to fuck off. You don't know what's going to happen when you tell this bum to please stop taking your shit next to my car. It's like every morning is the same thing. Is it personal? Is it my car that you don't like? Do you do it to every single car? Are you friends now? Are we friends now? Are you, da- are you dating? Are we dating? Does this mean are, we're dating? Does this mean we're dating? LA and the dating seems a little... Out of control, so oh, you never know. That's that's a whole segment in its own LA dating scene. Talk about wanting to shoot yourself. <laughs> yeah, uh, talk about shitting on my car. <laughs> exactly. Let me tell you about my ex girl. Let me tell you about the current one that I have right now. <laughs> uh, please elaborate. elaborate. Um, it's well, daylight savings time, by the way. You know oh, that, right? Do you, it, change it, your, do you change your clock? you do that? I, I, well, my iPhone does it automatically, but I didn't do it oh. in my car because I feel like it makes me feel like, what, I'm early to stuff or late? I guess early. No, if it's daylight savings time, you are technically late to everything. <laughs> Perfect. No, so that's how you know it's daylight savings time because you walk in and someone goes, hey, you know what and you're like, am I fired? So, exactly. So, that only makes me fashionably late to stuff. So it's very yeah, LA. Yeah. It's very LA of me to not change my car clock. And LA so, you're on time. I'm on time. You're so like, I'm only an hour late, Natalia. You're like, um, well it must be daylight savings time. So I'm actually just gonna keep it the way it is. So it is springtime, which I'm very, very, very happy about because if anybody knows anything about winter time here, it's dark, it's cold, it's gloomy. We get crazy fake boyfriends and girlfriends to just make ourselves feel better. You know, that way you're not alone in your misery. You're kind of like, oh, who can I bring to my house so we can be this together? And that's how you, you know, you have your little fake winter cuffing season boyfriends or girlfriends. Whatever whatever your flavor is. It's about time, though, that, that you lose that, right? It's definitely about that time. Once springtime rolls around, you can't be rolling around with the same person you were rolling around in wintertime. No, not in LA. That's that's weird. That's, that's, that's very weird. Like, first of all, you get these boyfriends at that time because you're kind of desperate. You're definitely lonely. So you're not really making the right choices or decisions as you peak 
pick these people to be... Yeah, because it's dark, it's cold. I mean, shit, you'll take anything. <laughs> Pretty much. And you just need people to go to holiday parties with and get drunk with and not, feel, sure. and not feel bad about yourself. For sure. So you're like, how can I bring somebody else that we both can feel bad about ourselves at the same time? All right, you'll do. What? You have a pulse? Perfect. You own a car? Even better. <laughs> I mean, I don't own a car, so you don't even need that. There you go. You don't even... Do you have... Uber. Oh, if you have an Uber account, you're definitely in. Definitely in. Oh, but mine is actually kind of broken right now, so do you mind getting this one? Oh, don't play that game with me. I hate that. What's wrong, people? That's a real game. That's, That's a real, real game. game. It's like, oh, I can't... I just... My app doesn't work. My yeah. Uber. I'm having this thing with Uber right now. I'm kind of like contesting something. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you mind getting this Uber? Oh, uh, I can't sit in a regular Uber. Like, my legs need to stretch out. Can you get the Uber SUV? Please? No, you do if someone asks you to get them an Uber. Say yes, and then get them the Uber pool. And they're like, why am I hanging out with this random, you know, stand-up comedian? You know what I mean? Have you ever done those? The Uber pool? No, I, I hate person? people. I hate people enough. Like, I hate my Uber driver enough not to catch an Uber, the fact that I would have to split this Uber with somebody else, it's already freaking me out. Well, a majority of the time, they don't want to actually speak to you, but me, I always want to speak to with everyone, so I'm like, hey, what do you do? And then, that's the end. Because like, as much as I like to talk, I feel pressured into talking to these Uber people. And some sometimes it's like they stink. You walk into them like, dude, when was the last time you wore some fucking deodorant? Like, it's like no, you can I buy it for ninety nine cents. Really it's like, like, did you wash your balls ever? <laughs> like, it's disgusting. Like, you stink. Your Uber stinks, and now you want to make small talk. I'm trying not to gag. Like, I'm trying not to puke inside you. Like, my puke will probably smell better than what this Uber smells like. Like, I will be doing you a favor at the end of the day if I puked here because of your stench. So, but no. But, honestly, at the end of the day, it's way better than that. Oh, God. Don't, there's a little pink mustaches. <laughs> Don't saying, even get me started. I, I'll, I'll sit in your puke and hang out with a dirty bald guy. <laughs> And the uh, fucking stand-up comedian before I get in the lift and have that mustache anywhere around me. I'm cool. Dude, those pink mustaches. What? We? I can't even. You know what? I'm too good to talk about lift at this point in my life. <laughs> we're not. Exactly. We're 86 ing the right. lift conversation in this podcast. There is no lift talk. Yo, shut like out lift. it's shut out lift. <laughs> You're being shut out lift. <laughs> anyway, so yes, so Uber pool no. I don't want to get next to you. I don't want your contact. I don't want your reel. I don't want... People make business cards. It's, a, it's an LA thing. Yeah, right? bis- people make mean. business cards because they're actors. And, like, you're wasting paper, people. You're Like, trees are being killed because of your stupid business card that nobody's ever, ever, ever going to get into. And if you're ever in an Uber with somebody else in Uber pool, please restrain from giving out your actor business card nobody wants it not even the uber driver who's probably an actor too like leave that shit alone all right please don't want it anymore gosh (laughs) okay first of all the uber driver is an actor i know oh you know mr uber (laughs) no Uh, muhammad's the homie okay uh second of all the actor business card is a very hilarious one because it's usually flimsy card. Well, it's, it's just been it's just like actor, right? So if I like if I look 
at what I have in my business cards, you know, whatever, in my Rolodex, I want to find something that is going to make me money. Rolodex? Who uses a Rolodex? You mean a metaphorical... A metaphorical Rolodex. Rolodex, yeah. Yes. I don't know. Right. I, I don't remember the last time I even saw a Rolodex. Maybe, like, a grandparent that owns, like, maybe an Armenian shop that, like, sells, like, rugs and it's been there since 1914 still use a Rolodex. But nobody, sure. no millennials, nobody our age has ever even seen, like, seen one okay, in the last it. 25 years. Let me be honest, let me be honest. <laughs> I don't have a Rolodex. I just found an actor's card in the middle of, like, my VIP stripper cards. Oh, there we go. That okay. that's, makes more sense. So I got the wrong idea, is my point. <laughs> actors, leave your business cards to yourself. You might get a phone call for a whole nother reason, and it's not a role. Oh, well. You will play dress up. Well. You know, that's part of the afterlife when you think about it. You get those casting directors. You're always on the caster directing couch. Casting couch, yeah. The casting couch. I, you know, as a, you as need a to producer, give like a lead. I don't know how to do that, though. I've never figured out. You never figure out how to entice a girl to give you a blowjob for a free editing job or something? No, no. Well, and you're not is, being a good producer. I know. What is wrong with you? I'm failing Wait, as a producer. Before we continue, I am not giving him any free blowjobs as being my producer. See, obviously that's why I'm failing. Exactly. I just want to put that out there. I actually pay for this with wine and free food. So we're good. A lot of girls, a lot of girls, speaking of the casting director's couch, a lot of girls move here and, you know, they think they're going to be the next starlet and the next, I don't know, big star, big thing out there. And they have big dreams. And I feel for them because everybody moves here for a dream. That's part of the whole LA thing. I'm going to move here. I'm going to become an artist. I'm going to become a singer, a dancer, a producer, a director, a writer everything but especially girls move here you know from i don't know where nebraska, nebraska <laughs> right and um and other places other parts of the world and they think they're just going to be everything and they find themselves in a little situation which i call horn <laughs> <laughs> Well, well you never know it could be a big situation it, it can be definitely a big situation but they, they find themselves in that little kind of world because we'll probably get somebody like, oh, you know, I own a production company. Why don't you come over to and, and, and cast for me and come over to my studio? You can cast for me. And then next thing you know, the poor girl is like on all fours doing God knows what. And, and she's the next big porn star. Hey. It happens, See, but I mean, there you go. But the poor girl was doing theater, was doing Shakespearean theater back at home. And the last thing she thought it was that she was going to become the next Sophie D or something. So I, I did not know you were a fan as well. Um, I know Sophie D, and I'm sorry if you ever hear this, Sophie D, but you come to my bar all the time. Oh, does she really? She come. I'm a bartender, people, and she. There's a lot of porn stars that come to my bar. Interesting. And I'm sure that these porn stars at one point in their lives they were thespians they were true thespians of, of the art of a theater and then they came I don't know how you watch porn <laughs> I, 
I watch porn for the stories, and some of these bitches can't act for shit, okay? But that's where I'm getting at. Most of these girls, they think they're going to come here, and they're going to be the next big star, and end up being Sophie D, which actually they make them a lot more popular and make them probably a lot yeah. more money than a struggling artist like I, I think, like me and you. I think, I think <laughs> not, I like being a struggling artist. Oh, God. Um, I think that being a porn star is not a bad profession, um, but I do think that people come here with a whole other idea of, of the outcome. Yes, and then the reality is... And the reality is that there are 2 million... What did you say before? 15 million? There's 15 million people in the city, people. 15 million people, right? So I'm not a math person, so I can even tell you what 1% of that is. It's a lot of people, all right? <laughs> it's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that want to do the same thing that you want to do, so what separates you from them? Absolutely Probably nothing. nothing. But if you could give a good, really good blowjob, go all the way deep, you could have a job in this town forever. Yeah, you you can. You, you can make a lot of money. And you can make a lot of money. And you can be known all over the world. It and might, that's okay. It might you. not be an Oscar winning performance, but you can definitely get win. Get an AVN. But you can get an AVN because of it. And it's all right, people. I mean, you kind of made it. But who's to judge what making it is, really? If you're from a little town in Ohio and no one from your town ever got an AVN. I love how work. we keep saying Midwest things. In like places. What? I know like, some people from those places. I know a lot of people from Ohio too, but we like Nebraska, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to come from these places and you'll become a porn star immediately. No, but there's a big <laughs> chance. There's a better chance of being a porn star if you stay there. If you stay there, you won't be, I mean, you will be something. You, you'll be like a back alley porn star. You'll be like a world star hip hop. No, you'll be like giving like you're giving like a blowjob to somebody, and somebody caught it on like on, a Snapchat, on like an iPhone or Snapchat, and then you'll go viral, and then you'll become another type of porn star famous. Yeah, Not, but you can't really do it from Ohio. I'm telling you, you can't do it from any other place. Here. You can't get the real fame. The real porn here. star fame. You can't. You can't go over there and be like, yo, it's the internet. You know, no, you gotta come here. All right, these poor girls. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to knock down your dream. You can come here and be as a thespian. And for guys too, for guys, it's a rough, uh, it's a rough town. To oh yeah, for guys too. There's dream. a lot of, there's a lot of gay, straight gay porn. As in, straight guys come here, they can't make rent, so they'll just take it up the ass to, you know, pay a bill. And I get it, guys. You know, we all have our hustle. <laughs> we need to hustle. I mean, I think, I think that's the thing when you talk about. A girl and like a casting director, right? So let's say the girl comes into the casting office. She's like, oh, that's gross. You do this. And he's like, hey, on your way out, just to let you know, it's a thousand bucks for like an hour of work. And she's like, okay, cool. She walks away. And then rent comes and the bills come. She's going to call that casting director up and be like, can I wear a wig? Yo, so nobody knows who she's I am. Gonna look at her, she's going to look at her purse and she's not going to find an actor's card. She's going to find a casting director's <laughs> card and she's going to go straight over there and she's going to get that money. Okay, so... Apparently, That's the harsh reality of life in Los Angeles. Yeah. Is the bills, it's expensive to live here. Yeah. You so, and I mean? that's how you, at the same time as as how you get into porn. You need it's to, as simple as that. You need to pay a bill. All right, I get it. And I don't like to be just completely cliche, negative Nancy and cynical, but I kind of am. And <laughs> you can't help it. I can't help it. So I might as well make the best of it, right? Right. So this little segment that I like to call Why LA is Going to Kill Me. Why LA is Going to Kill You. And or me. You. Me specifically, but I feel like a lot of people are going to understand this. And yeah. they probably say the same thing. So this week, 
the reason why LA is gonna kill me is okay. par is parking tickets. Parking tickets. Oh wow. I mean, who whoever came up with the amount total due on these parking tickets? Because <laughs> that's what due yeah, because that's what it says. The first total due yeah. or like the total after everything eight total due. Everything. Whoever came up with this should be lynched. Yes, okay. absolutely. Lynch. It, let's, let's hope it's yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. There, there should be a mob. We should go. For sure. We should go after him with like pickforks and and like the whole thing. We should kill that guy. We should kill that guy because sure. I I can't deal with it anymore. It's it's ridiculous. Every okay, other. But why the total? Well, I don't know who comes up with these prices. It's. All right. What do you mean the seventy-three dollars? <laughs> the seventy-three dollars street sweeping ticket Jesus that you get just in case the the street sweeper comes. Oh yeah, out. no, no, he's not coming that day because it rained. No, so he's really actually not going to come. That he day. hasn't come in the last three months. I I still yeah, see the same sock next to the gutter where I live. That's With the homeless man's shit. Well, yeah, like right that same sock is still laying there. So this street sweeper hasn't come in two months. But I'm still getting these $73 tickets. Mm -hmm. And let's not talk about when you go over your meter, the $58 tickets. Oh, $58 tickets. For okay. going over like three minutes in your meter. Like, who's coming up with these prices? And my, I tell you, don't ever get a red light ticket in Beverly Hills. Those are $500. 500 I did that twice. That's a whole... In a row? Kind of like in a week in a in a week in a row. Okay. And it was absolutely terrible. So I feel the person that is coming up with these ticket prices, I just don't understand. It's like I feel like we should treat him like a serial rapist because that's how I feel. <laughs> And uh, I, I think he's like the best serial rapist ever. Ever, because he gets away with it every single time. And you actually take it. And I'm actually taking it. I'm, I'm taking... And, and like somewhat like it, because now you're like, you know, you're talking about it. There's a show about There's it. There's a show. Dude, this dude is killing the game this right now. Is, yeah, no, no I is, mean... He needs a show. He needs his own show, but... Like that's the truth. He, he is like a serial rapist. I feel raped every single time I leave my apartment and I see that stupid envelope. In my windshield. No, but that's an LA thing. It's an LA thing is you're told all day long that we're under budget, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Somehow that affects us. I'm, I'm not in LA City Hall. I don't fucking know. And how they get their budget is off of you being an idiot and not remembering that Monday you have to park on the fucking west side. They're like side. the mob. They're like the mob. It's a, it's a, to it's a total mob it's it's like tactic mentality. All right, we need money, so let's let's do them a shakedown. Let's go into it's like a shakedown. 100%. We're gonna 100%. go there. We're gonna give you a ticket. You have to pay. If you don't pay in twenty one days, guess what? That ticket's gonna be like three hundred dollars. Gonna now. go up. And then if you really don't pay, let's just go ahead and suspend your license. Yeah. And then if you want to reinstate that license, that's gonna spend another thousand dollars plus paying the tickets on it. And if you even wait longer, then they come to your house and they break your kneecap. <laughs> Telling you, like, like the mob. Oh Maybe god! Those tickets, and then I have these people in my life that say, "Oh, why don't you just contest it?" I'm like, "Who has time for this? Who has time?" I've done that, by the way. I've oh, done god. that, and I won, and I won. 
How but do you even fight a ticket? This is what you have to do. You have to quit your job. One, <laughs> yeah. Okay? Because you got to go at some weird ass time. You, you have to go to some place downtown. You have to go on a, Okay. Yeah, on a Thursday at like eleven o'clock in the afternoon, uh, in the morning. When no, I, I I sat there and the guy he's in a police uniform. He hits a button. It's all weird. You're sweating for no reason. It's not even like you're not going to jail, but you feel like it. You're like fuck. I'm lying like a motherfucker. Like I knew that. Like I knew I wasn't out there. I was drunk. Okay, I was drunk, sir. I left my car out there for four weeks. Sorry, it was a long one. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, I didn't see any sign. And it's scary. And but that's how they that's how they get you because no one has the time to go and jump through all the hoops they want you to jump through to contest it. And you have to pay it before you contest it. Uh, that, but that's so crazy. Like that's what I'm saying. These people are serial rapists. They're raping you every which way. If you don't pay the ticket, they're gonna rape you. If you want to contest it, they're going to rape you because you're going to lose your job. <laughs> yeah, you got to get that day off. You got to get that day off. And Lord knows how many other days off you've taken off because you're too hungover to come into work, you know? And now you actually have a real legit reason to take off. And they're like, you know what? This is your last, this is your last memo. We can't give you another day off. And then you lose and go outside. And what happened? You got to party. And you get a... That's exactly because what they happened. kept you because they kept you long. Because they kept you long, and those meters, those meters just run for like an hour at a time. And if you're making the line, you can't just be like, "Oh, hey, can you like hold my spot? I'm gonna go downstairs and feed the meter so I don't get another ticket." Those people are like, "Hell no! I got places to be. I got mouths to feed. I got 18 babies at home crying. 18 babies. Yeah, I'm talking about the Latinos." <laughs> <laughs> Wow, my people. Yeah, your people. My people too, like in a different way. But, you know, I feel like I'm part of you. <laughs> and um, and they're like, and I got a ticket and I can't feed these babies, but I have to go pay these tickets. It's rough. But if you notice, speaking of the Latinos, if you notice in Los Angeles, on my street specifically, Latinos have like six cars. Oh my god, they have like 17 cars. You know and why though? All hold on, hold on. You know janky. why though? You know why though? If they take one, don't trip. I got, oh. I, got I got like five more. I'm good. Like, I parked two of them over there. I got three over here. I'm straight. And they're oh. always working on those cars no matter what time of day. They're you just know. fixing those cars up just to make sure if one if one gets towed away, they're like, I'm not spending $350 on this $200 car. I got five more. Exactly. They take your car you're like, good, I want another one. And there you go. So that is why LA is going to really kill me this week. It's a very good reason. I, I can't I can't handle it anymore. Well it's one it, more it, parking it, ticket, I'm telling you. It's, it's gonna rape you the, too. It, and it's it's straight to the insane asylum. <laughs> it's gonna rape you I'm and gonna, kill you this I'm, week. I'm gonna go full on Britney Spears two thousand five, shave my head, go at it with an umbrella and kill this man that's making up these prices. So Mr. Mobster Rapist out there, you can go fuck yourself. The lights are nice and low. My producer, Eric, just uh, poured himself another glass of white wine. And another one. Which for me sounds like the gayest shit ever. <laughs> Any man drinking white wine, stop. And another one. It's a little bit gay. Or move to Malibu. Or move to, or, or Palm Springs. Or Palm Springs. Yeah, we'll do like a spritzer. Yes. Like a like a white wine spritzer. I think, yeah, that's pretty gay. I prefer red wine, but you brought white wine over. 
in the heat and he's loving it. He's guzzling it down. All right, Eric, what do you want to talk about? So where do you live? Where do you live in LA? LA is a, LA is a huge place. Everyone who's listening probably isn't from LA. LA is vast. It's um, it's it's like miles. the deep <laughs> abyss. It's 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 like that porn star conversation. You know, it's deep. You know what I mean? It, it's it, vast, it just deep. Goes. It's big. It's wide. I don't know. <laughs> it depends. What kind of, it's an abyss. Kind of porn you're watching. But I live here in Hollywood. I live in Koreatown. Koreatown. Oh Koreatown. yeah. Um, I love Koreans. Yeah. Huge huge population. They're the homies. Everywhere. Koreans are everywhere. Koreans are awesome. Koreans are great people. Koreans, I've I've never was really cultured in the whole Asian thing. Because I live... (laughs) The whole Asian. Yeah. You know, but I love you Koreans, so I'm not really making fun of you. I'm actually, you know, giving you props. And personally, I think after living amongst them and, you know, kind of adapting to them because it's their town it's their part of town and it's you, koreatown it's koreatown and you gotta adapt to that i've i've realized that koreans are uh black tinos if, and if nobody knows what black tinos is or are we're it's like black and latino black it's like me like afro latino right I feel like I'm a little bit Afro-Latino. Afro-Latina. No, you are. Puerto Rican. Yeah, I, Puerto Rican. I've always said that black and Mexican, which is what I am, is West Coast Puerto Rican. It's a, that's, I like that. Yes. Yeah. That's definitely so, a West Coast Puerto Rican. So what you're saying is Koreans are Asian black Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what you're saying? Koreans are Asian black Mexicans. I think that Koreans are, are like Mexicans. Because they're they're like gangster, like they they are gangster. They're gangster. They're definitely they have gangster ways. They're definitely legit, and I feel like and the I I look more to the girls because I have a few Korean girlfriends, and they make me feel very comfortable about myself. They definitely make me feel like you know what? It's okay to be irrational and loud. It's okay to be hood. I mean, yeah, it's okay to be hood. It's a way. It's okay to wear hoop earrings in this town. Like, don't go to that side of town. Nobody goes to the west side, girl. We're in Korea town. We keep it down here. Okay. You keep okay. it. You keep it in this side of town. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Because every time I go with my hoop earrings to the west side, I feel like I'm being glared at. And and you are. I probably am. And you are. They're probably thinking, when is this girl gonna pickpocket me? Or steal my car or my stereo. <laughs> no, for sure. I think you're casing the joint. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta watch me go into these like shops in uh, Beverly Hills, and I don't buy anything. I oh, feel no. like when I walk out, I'm, I'm gonna get arrested. I'm gonna get full blown tackled by a security guard. And you're almost brown enough. I'm almost oh, brown. No. I'm almost brown enough, and my hoop earrings are large enough to be considered a threat. And then you go roll up with your Korean friends. They're like, oh no, for sure, they're casing the joint. Yeah, so the, this Korean whole lifestyle, it's great. I mean, they can go hard. They know how to drink. If anybody knows how to really drink, is them. And and you go to all these soju bars and all these... I don't <laughs> I don't want to be... Wait, what's cliche. a soju bar? The, uh, soju is like a Korean sake, which is kind of like vodka. Okay. And these people go hard. And they smoke their cigarettes. And they and they and they and they yeah and they blare their future and like trap and like trap house. No, I'm telling you, these dudes. You're right. You're right. Yeah, they're like trap housing. These dudes are like black Mexicans rolling around LA, heavy. No, and then they love putting like weird colors on their cars, like 
orange and like lime green. <laughs> as as these lights go around the studio here. Yeah. yeah. Like lime green and like matte pink. And yes. and they're like really expensive cars. I love these cars. Like very hood. It's very hood. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate it. I feel like I moved to the right side of town. For sure. When I first moved here, I was in the Beverly Glen area. And if you know anything about Century City and Beverly Glen, it is very waspy and it's very quiet. Super quiet. And it was super me. boring. And it was me and two other Cubans living in the oh, apartment. Wow. So it was kind of like a refugee. We called it the refugee camp. We literally had a mattress in the middle of the room. Wow. <laughs> it was literally a mattress in the middle of the room. And it was a very refugee camp. And we had a great time. You know, we blared our salsa very loud. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's, that's immigration, immigration coming for you. There's that, there's that helicopter literally on top of us, and it's probably looking for me. Do I have my papers? Oh, wait. Do you have your, do you have your papers? I, I'm from here, so that means I don't have my papers. Oh, right. All right. I'm, all right. I'm under the radar. Either that or it's a police chase. This is LA, people. This, this is LA. This really happens. Anyway, so I was living on, on the west side on Beverly Glen by Century City, and it was... We were playing salsa, and I felt like they won't appreciate that salsa over there. It, it, it wasn't appreciated. But then I moved out, and I found this great place in Koreatown. Apart from all the fucking parking tickets, but found a great place in Koreatown. And that's where I got really appreciated and inducted into the city. And it was all by Korean people. And they love me. They love me. I, I'm like Jenny from the block over there. <laughs> Jenny, you are Jenny. You're... You're like the token Puerto Rican. I am. I'm the... telling you, in my thirty blah 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 years on this earth, yeah, I've probably met like two Puerto Ricans, and I think you're both of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I feel like I was finally embraced by a culture that I knew nothing about, and then when I found out what it is, I dove in head first. Wait, so is it deeper than just like cigarettes and the hoop earrings? It's 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 like girls are crazy. They're like, I wanna start a fight with my boyfriend for no reason and I wanna see how much he loves me. If that does not scream black or Latina to you, I don't know what does because that's, that's the epitome crazy. of all culture. We'll scream at inanimate objects all the time for no reason. We just wanna see how much we're loved and taken care of. By inanimate objects. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> something love me, I'm a Latina. Yes, something like? love me, something pay attention to me. Or else. Or else, somebody's going to get stabbed in here. <laughs> or else I'll be killing all your motherfuckers. And that's pretty much what Koreatown is to me. These fabulous girls rolling around with their boyfriends, and their boyfriends are so jealous. They're so freaking jealous. I go to a, I go to a pho... Like a, a Latino, like a Latino and like a black man. They're like jealous, jealous. I, I see the jealous. But Fa is Vietnamese. Shit. But it's in Korean. It's in, okay, that, okay, that counts. No offense, my Korean homies. <laughs> Assuming I have them. Um, no, so I go to a Fa place. It's called Fa, right? Not Fa, Fa. Yeah, Fa. Right? Fa in Koreatown. And I sit there and I'll be with my girl and I'll look at the out the window and I'll see the Korean guys and they like they handcuff their bro. They got the that's like Oh, they're so jealous. I, I I see like a Mexican dude back in the day, back in like the nineties where like if you look at my girl I'm gonna cut you. I'm gonna fucking stab you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna cut you I'm like that look you. and I'm like wow and I respect that though a little bit. Because oh, yeah. I grew up with that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like dope. It's like good seeing a man be a man like yo I'll fucking kill you. 
Yeah. Okay, sir, I'm just trying to eat my soup. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, as a woman in this uh, Koreatown business that I'm at, um, the only way to gain respect is through other women. And with men also, because that's how you gain respect in other cultures. It's very hard to walk in places and they're looking, the men are looking at you. If the men are looking at you, you better run for your life. Because these women are going to come after you like like devils, like yeah. crazy. They're like, that's a very, why that's a very are Latina, you like... That's a very Latino thing as well. Oh my God. So you, you kind of have to like play it cool. You need to know where you stand. You just can't just go out there like guns are willy-nilly. Yeah, guns are blazing. You got the tits out. No, you got you got to know where you're at. You know, you got to you got to respect where you're at. So you you got to you got to kind of walk in there casually with a coat. Don't show the tits okay. yet. Just with the maybe coat. Yeah. All right. You know, maybe sit at the bar, talk to two or three of these Korean girls. Let them feel you out. Let them make like you need to feel comfortable with them and they need to feel comfortable that you're not a threat to them. And then even even though you well, let's, let's, I'm trying to be friends with these people. <laughs> and even if you are a threat to them, you, you, you got to be cool. And then you got to say something that suddenly catches their, their imagination in their eye. And they're like, all right, you're cool. You can take your coat off and show those tits now. <laughs> you can, you can definitely show those tits in front of my boyfriend. Cause I know he's not going to touch you because I respect you. And if he respects me and knows what's good for him, he is not even going to play that. And that's how you get along in Koreatown. And I've, you know, mastered it after a while. Now I can be Jenny from the block there. Whereas, like, after a while, they're like, where's that Puerto Rican girl? Like, we haven't seen her in forever. And they're like, oh, you know, I've been doing so. They're like, what, are you cheating on me? You get the girls that are like, well, you've been cheating on me? Well, you'd be hanging out with who? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, you don't You don't hang out with other people. <laughs> so even the girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, be- the other girls. Yeah, because they get territorial. It's like having a posse. It's like once once you're in the posse, you're in the posse. You can't be just like in the posse whenever it is that you want to. Right. So they're like Diddy, and then you're their J-Lo, and then you went and did the song with Ja Rule. Oh, God. And he was like upset. You know and then mean? they're like, you can't, you can't be wishy-washy like that. Either yeah, you're yeah. loyal to us or not. Again, these are like black Latinos. It's all about loyalty, and it's all about kind of, like, showing who has it all. You know, like, kind of King Kong. Yeah, yeah, bravado, ch- bravado. Machismo. Machismo. And, yeah, for, the, and yeah. for the girls, for the girls, it's, it's, the same, it's the same way it works for the girls. And, you know, I'm kind of happy that I'm pr- kind of cool, and they kind of inducted me into their culture. And now I feel kind of great in this town, you know? I have my own little Korean posse, even though I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> No, no, well, there we go. There we go. There's another part of Los Angeles that, um, you know, hopefully people got an insight into. Yeah, well, now it's becoming very popular to go to Koreatown. Is it? No, yeah, now, now you... With, like, Bar 80, um, now you Break got, Room 86. Yeah, Break Room 86, right. and then you got uh, a Lock and Key, and now it's kind of cool to go to Koreatown, and I'm like, and it just started to be cool to go it's, there. It, it, I don't think it's that... Ooh, yeah, because some of these places they go there because the bars there. The bars say in. they as in like white people from yeah. the West Side. Okay. <laughs> the West Side is coming into our territory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Okay, when I first moved to LA again, yeah. I lived in Koreatown. I know Koreatown and it's awesome because it's their town. Everybody everybody I think everybody that moved to LA or everybody that's just moved to LA, they always live in Koreatown. Because it's cheap ass rent. Yeah, cheap ass rent. But, but the thing is, it's never been popular no till now. 
And now it's becoming popular. So now I'm getting kind of territorial. I'm like, what are you doing in my Korean town? With your hoops. And with my hoops. And then they're like, what are you talking about? You're Latina. And I'm like, oh, hell no. And then I bring my Korean posse. I'm like, you let them know. And they're like, oh, you don't talk to her like that. So I'm I'm getting very protective of all these West Siders coming into into my side of town and just making it their own, taking our parking spots. You know, they're limited people. These are limited parking spots for people that actually live there. You can't just roll up in your freaking Escalade. <laughs> in your, in your and, Uber X. In your Uber. You can't just roll up in there and think you're going to take my seat at the bar or my table or my parking spot. Because you know what? I got a Korean posse. They'll come <laughs> after you. <laughs> And there we go. Anyway, so with that note, or on that note, I just want to say thank you for listening to this crazy podcast, my so-called Ellie Life. My name is Natalia, and you are... Eric Sanchez. There we go. And I'd like to tell everybody that, you know, make fun of yourself, make fun of everybody, go out there, do crazy stuff. I'll be looking. I'll be doing crazy stuff, too. And just, you know, have a good day. Have a good time. This is LA. We came here all for the same day. Since a young and now we dream of getting rich Look, Look at me, my nigga fantasize about a white picket fence Look, uh, It's the trees, my nigga Used to want a pathfinder with some tents Look, That's all I need, my nigga Throw some 20s on that bitch and get it rinsed Look, uh, But now I see, my nigga That the world's a lot bigger ever since Picked up the paper and they say My nigga Eddie caught a body, I'm convinced Anybody is a killer, all you gotta do is push them to the lips Fuck being timid in the civic, politicking with the pushers and the pimps I'm trying to write a story, can I get a glimpse? And can I get a glimpse? Last night I had a bad dream That I was trapped in the city, then I asked, is that really such a bad thing? They robbing niggas on the daily, can you blame a nigga that ain't ever had things? Guess not Last night, they put up on my nigga at the light like uh, nice watch, run it Hands in the air now Hands in the air